Welcome to the Bitcoin Zodiac, the podcast that explores the intersection of finance and astrology, where we use a combination of spirituality and logic to help us connect the dots in the markets as well as in life. Hosted by Corinne, Claire, and Alexandra, who come from a diverse background, bringing with them a wealth of knowledge and experience in the realms of astrology, cryptocurrency, spirituality, yoga philosophy, day trading, and of course, Bitcoin. In each episode, we explore a different aspect of the economics of the markets, from following Bitcoin to more complex topics like blockchain governance and decentralized finance. But we don't just stop there. We also examine and discuss the astrological implications of these topics, exploring the different zodiac signs, the houses, the moon phases, and how they might approach financial decision-making and investment strategies. Join us on this journey as we explore the intersection of these two worlds that are often thought to be at odds with one another, finance and astrology. Whether you're a seasoned crypto investor, a day trader, or just starting to dip your toes into the world of Bitcoin and blockchain, the Bitcoin Zodiac is a podcast for you. So sit back, relax, maybe take some notes and come expand your consciousness with us through the world of the financial markets with an astrological lens. Good morning. Here we are. Hello. (laughs) How's the energy? (laughs) We're all even though we're already shifting out of Gemini, but there's still kind of the energies of Gemini in the air. A lot of that, a lot of information, like everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. It really has been that like influx of of information through Gemini season. It's been cool. I mean, I'm feeling good. I really love Gemini season actually, but we're sort of moving into that more emotional Capricorn season. So it's it's coming. Yeah. Well, we technically still have Mercury in Gemini, and that is like the communication sign with the communication sign. Um, and yeah, as we start to shift into Mercury in Cancer or Sun in Cancer and all these things, it's ready to, um, it's just like, I get like Evanescence and Taylor Swift vibes. <laughs> oh, don't start with the Taylor Swift. I'm not allowed to listen to Taylor Swift anymore. No, we're no, not. We're not doing that anymore. Uh, yeah. I've heard, well, now we're into R and B music for Cancer season, like '90s R and B. Yeah, I have a great. DM me on Instagram, everybody. I'll give it to you. I need like a little, <laughs> a little R Kelly in there. A little. <laughs> what was it? Ignition. Ignition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to give people the wrong idea. No ignition. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for me, Ignition was still in Corinne being like a nine-year-old, eight-year-old brain of like, yeah, this song, hooray. <laughs> we went fresh out the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> like cookies, fresh out the kitchen, right? <laughs> fresh baked bread. Yes, something like that. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. We're going to blame Welcome that on Bitcoin that. Zodiac. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the Bitcoin Zodiac for all of your 90s music inspiration and interpretations. 
I love it. I love it. Throwbacks. Oh boy. Anyway, here we are in cancer season, uh, reminiscing, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. Getting in all this. But before we get to that, we had some really, really cool things happen over the new moon in Gemini. We had some wild, I mean, it was, if people who are listening didn't listen to our last episode, if you go back to our last episode, you'll really understand. And we really felt that, um, you know, influx of Gemini and um, new moon in Gemini, Mercury in Gemini, that influx of information just coming out of so many different places and lots of different perspectives. And so it was really that moment as well. Um, I mean, especially with the BlackRock news of them filing for an ETF, um, Mm. a Bitcoin spot ETF. Um, There were lots of differing perspectives. And again, I touched on it last episode when that, that Gemini energy is really the ability to hold multiple perspectives at once. And so I think that that was really the order of the day during that last new moon. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So true. And, you know, I remember us saying last podcast, we were like, this is looking really good for Bitcoin. Um, Despite the news, because last time we were recording it, Binance was getting hit hard. Coinbase wanted to leave the US. (laughs) And now it's like, oh, by the way, banks are flooding money into Bitcoin and everybody seems to want an ETF. Um, Mm didn't know back then and we spoke about the bullishness of course around the new moon because that brings price of bitcoin up but we spoke specifically about the saturn um and jupiter sextile as well as a lot of other positive aspects that were happening around uranus as well as the natal uranus and saturn um of bitcoin and we were constantly like yeah superhero vibes for like bitcoin it's about to take off and break that 30k and it did which was amazing to so thank you once again astrology that was yeah thanks for giving us that heads up and bitcoin is just loving itself feeling itself right now Mm. i'd really i'd really love to see it sort of close a weekly candle above 32 and sort of settle around that area it would be that would be really comfortable for me but i don't you know obviously astrology doesn't tell us the number but just looking from a technical chart point of view that would be um that would be really bullish for me um but you know it's so interesting because there's so much going on it's very dark in the sort of like macro world and the tradfi world and yield curves are inverting further and um you know all of these different things that are happening but bitcoin is just like bye felicia i'm doing my thing (laughs) you know And the atmosphere around Bitcoin also really shifted. I guess it did start to shift, you know, with the SEC. Although they were attacking crypto, it was, uh, you know, notable that, you know, Bitcoin wasn't on that list. Ethereum wasn't on that list. And then sort of things um, started started to really shift and all of those sort of institutions and the you know the heads of those institutions that have always called bitcoin a scam bitcoin a tulip bubble and all of those things started to um to shift and um um you know move towards bitcoin which was which was really interesting 
accumulating Accumulating Bitcoin. And, you know, that's where we have to like always just remember that the news, I'm just going to say it, the news is manipulated. They want to push out a certain type of narrative, a certain type of idea, and you never know what's actually happening in the background or you can use things such as on-chain analysis to see where are things, where is the money actually flowing? And you can also use your intuition um, to really understand or what's the word I'm looking for, kind of like choose where is the truth and what is maybe being hidden or covered or uh, distraction has been a word that keeps kind of coming back to me lately as well. Um and before I forget, I do want to say you just said like about Bitcoin being a rebel. And that is so this like Mars Square Uranus that is coming into play literally today as we're recording this, the 26th of June. Um, it's literally like rebellion and energy. It's so cool. I love it. Go Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it, it really feels like that. And um, it, it's so interesting as well. Um, that kind of Gemini Mercury um, communication as well in terms of, you know, how that kind of news was received as well, that, you know, Black Crocker um, have applied for a, BT, a BTC spot ETF. So many acronyms, it's too much. But, um, yeah, the and, you know, there were some people who were really freaked out by this and sort of were saying they're going to control the network and then there were you know, other people who are just like, this is the most amazing news, Bitcoin to the moon. Do you know what I mean? And there's always some middle ground to be found in both. Like, do I love that, you know, BlackRock are going to own a substantial amount of the Bitcoin supply? Not really, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Like, I, I can't do anything about it. So you might as well just prepare for what is rather than fighting against you know what you want and what you don't want and um yeah they they may be able to have a little bit more control over the price but um at the end of the day they can't control the decentralized network so i think it's highly unlikely that they can get control of 51 percent of the mining capabilities i mean i could be wrong but again i think it's highly unlikely yeah, I fully agree. Thank God for proof of work. And, you know, that's one of the biggest debates, even about like Ethereum shifting from proof of work to proof of stake, that mm. um, I guess it kind of increased its chances of potentially ever becoming centralized. There are people that are already claim Ethereum to be uh, centralized, but it's really mm. like the proof of work that is keeping Bitcoin decentralized, even as these bigger entities come in and start to uh, you know, work their way in getting bigger portions of Bitcoin. Um, but I, I do have like this, I I still, and I'm just going to open it up to you ladies about what you think about this. I, mm. I believe that Bitcoin is such a reflection of human consciousness and it like has this whole other realm away from just, okay, how much of it is available? What is Bitcoin's price in relationship to the US dollar? And I feel like because of this energy that it has, that it will continue to flow in one Mm -hmm. way, shape or form to the people that have good intentions 
around Bitcoin. And this for me, and maybe this is not forever, but it is currently for now. This for me was confirmed when also over this weekend with the new moon, we saw the Schumann resonance shift. You ladies saw that, right? Yeah. Uh, right dance party (laughs) literally literally and i loved that because we just saw so for those that are listening um you know the schumann resonance is it long story short or in simple words it's the frequency of the earth and we saw overnight as there was the new moon overnight we saw it shift and get to one of the highest frequencies that it's ever had And for me, that was like, wow, like human consciousness is shifting regardless of all this negative news and this war, not just physical war, but psychological war that we're going through. Humans are elevating. We are going through this great awakening. And I just felt so much love. And then I go on the charts and I'm like, Bitcoin's taking off. This is a reflection of human consciousness. So Mm. my little rant. If well, for those who haven't seen the the images or the memes, like if you just want to picture this really quickly, like picture like a regular candle chart or like an EKG chart. You know what I mean? It's just like lines. You know, that's like the Schumann resonance, essentially putting in layman's terms. And then during this moon, it literally looked like DNA. Oh wow! Mm. I don't know. I just heard that a firework just went off. That's crazy. Um, it oh. looks like DNA, like the pattern, the recorded pattern of it completely changed, like not even a little bit, like totally different. And it, it was a powerful day. Now you said something interesting, Corinne, you were like Bitcoin, the price and how much of it there is, like it's more than that, like that, that view, those concerns, I mean, yeah, they're real concerns, but that's still very old monetary, like old school money systems. Mm. That's old views. That's like very like, I don't mean Pluto and Capricorn views. So like as yeah. Bitcoin grows, as very, evolves, very Pluto and Capricorn. Yeah. So like, as this evolves, it's, it's going to expand people's consciousness i mean bitcoin is said to be what the eighth wonder of the world for for whether it is or isn't it's changing the way we view a monetary system and it's making it more spiritual because it is not physical it is ethereal it is it, it is a consciousness and i'm still learning to understand it you know what i mean yeah. Well, I think um, I think that's the thing is that I, you know, I think I've said this in previous podcasts is that, you know, Bitcoin isn't, it's not really even about now. Like, I don't think that anyone truly understands what Bitcoin is. And I do agree that it is a consciousness in itself. And um, I, I think, you know, we build all of these different narratives around Bitcoin because we're attempting to understand bitcoin and make sense of bitcoin but um i think you know it's it's really created for the aquarian age it's created for a different time and we haven't yet got the context for that yet so i think that it's going to continue to evolve and you know everything in its chart also speaks to that as well 
and um yeah it's it's kind of really fascinating to watch and I sort of think back to a time like I remember when someone first told me about Bitcoin um it was really a long long time ago and they were trying to explain I mean we were at a party and they were trying to explain it to me and they were trying to explain mining and I was just like what are these guys talking about they've lost it mining Mm -hmm. money on the internet like this is ridiculous you know um but I realize now that you know Saifedina Mus only wrote his book, the, released his book, The Bitcoin Standard, I think in 2018. So that then again gave us another sort of framework to be able to understand Bitcoin. Like previously, when those guys were telling me about it, they didn't have that framework with which to explain Bitcoin. So they mm. kind of just knew, hey, this is something and we're going to try and explain it in our best way. But then you know, as we've moved on, we've developed these narratives. Now, Bitcoin hasn't changed. Bitcoin just does what Bitcoin does. It is what Bitcoin is. So it's it's actually us that is catching up our understanding um, of, of Bitcoin. And I think that that's only going to continue to evolve. I love mm-hmm. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great viewpoints. So it's exciting. We are, we're shifting like we said, 2023 is just the year of transformation. Mm-hmm. Transformation and accumulation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do have some really interesting, more interesting astrology coming up. So as we release this episode, a happy full moon, everybody. <laughs> it is a full moon in Capricorn and it's so interesting to see that we're really shifting back into you know with Pluto going back into Capricorn the full moon being in Capricorn Bitcoin's natal sun being Capricorn um this of course already gives me quite positive vibes for Bitcoin overall even though a full moon is normally when we do have local bottoms so I do expect um you know as we're listening or as our listeners you guys are listening to this podcast. Bitcoin has probably reached a local bottom. We've had a little bit of a pullback, probably a healthy pullback, um, unless you know some something crazy happens because there's a lot of war vibes happening in in the air right now too. But um, I'd love to focus on positivity, and um, we're probably reaching a local bottom, uh, and Bitcoin. Overall, is going to start heading up towards the new moon in Cancer, which is really the next moon that it is that we are looking towards. Yeah. So, absolutely. do you do either of you ladies already maybe have something about Cancer in general and the new moon coming up? Well, we have this we have this full moon as well, which I think is something that sort of we we should also have a look at because we have this you know we have the sun in cancer and then we have the full moon in capricorn so the capricorn mm-hmm. energy is is very you know focused ambitious disciplined um so it's that sign it's that grounded earth element so it's such a contrast between our last period of gemini air sign um and Sagittarius fire sign right so now we have the water and the earth signs 
And um, so, yeah, Capricorn is very much associated with practicality, ambition, responsibility, and really stability. And um, so, but then you have this cancer energy coming in as well, which brings in the emotional intentions as well to the surface and sort of amplify, amplifying that impact. So, um, yeah, it really, I think the full moon in Capricorn really highlights the need for like a structured, disciplined approach, which is just such a contrast to this constant flow of like ever-changing information that we've had coming out of that Gemini season. So, um, yeah, so it, it's maybe like a time that it, things are a little bit more stable, a little less volatile around this this full moon um but just sort of watch that you know while pra capricorn is a very practical sign the opposition with cancer then reminds us that it's like you know our emotional connection so um i think it's sort of really interesting to to have a look at both of those qualities so it's really about cultivating that healthy balance between um you know uh sensible side of things and also our emotional side of things as well yeah I like that I like the stability with the Capricorn because I do feel like we're probably going to be seeing some nice support just being created around this time off mm -hmm. of which Bitcoin can continue to grow yeah I really feel that yeah, and I mean, I would really like to see that at like, you know, 32-ish. That would be, I'd really like to see that. Yeah, that's interesting because I, maybe because I'm really looking at, and you know, for those listening, we would have already gone past this, but I'm really looking at that square, Mars square Uranus that's occurring mm -hmm. today. Um, I'm really interested to see. And it's also Mars opposition, the natal Neptune of Bitcoin, so I'm really interested to see how it reacts to that. Um, at the moment, it is giving me bearish vibes, nothing too crazy. Um, and I do think that that 32 that you're talking about, we're going to see in the oh, next. Come on. Yeah, from that new moon. I think after the, I'm talking after the full moon into that, into that new moon. I'm hoping that we're going to find some stability around that 32 mark. Uh, totally. Yeah. 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 And oh, I, um, go, go on. ahead. No. no, go ahead, Alex. Please go ahead, Alex. I'm not sure like what will transpire between the actual full moon and this moment where we're recording, but um I I'm hoping that people will be able to do a lot of releasing of all of this information overload from Gemini and being able to find some new stability and structure in their own lives and whatever that looks like for them in, um, yeah, stability structure, self supporting themselves and just being able to release. Mm. Um, I know that's what I will be doing. I have a lot in Capricorn and it's like releasing these old limiting beliefs or just old beliefs in general about like, how money works, how the world works, how business works, how money can come to you. It's very interesting mm -hmm. how that's happening on like a micro level for me, but on a macro level, it's like we were just talking about how it's all about Bitcoin is just going to cause 
consciousness to evolve in terms of money and also just how how it's going to help society work, which is unbeknownst to us at this moment. Um, mm, that it's really interesting that you say that because Capricorn is ruled by you know we look at we can look at um Saturn as well and Saturn's in Pisces and um. So, you know, Saturn, again, is like structure, stability, discipline, long-term play. It's like it's the lessons. And um, it kind of rules over areas such as career, ambition, financial stability. And Pisces, you know, is really like the realms of dreams, imagination, illusion. And so it sort of brings that, I think this is a time also when, our illusions are going to be challenged. You know, our illusions are sort of going to be, the the illusions that we've held also for a long time, these belief systems that we've held for a long time, um, they're going to be challenged. And we can obviously channel that energy into a really healthy way. There are belief systems that we hold, you know, definitely around um, security, around money, and things like that that could that probably need to go that are just illusions they're not true they're just um you know limiting belief systems but also i think um as we have these big transitions for the world it's um you know the illusions of what we've always held to be true i'm just coming to mind right now as we speak is the american dream right it's called the american dream it's not called the american reality and I feel that like that is a very, you know, end of the Piscean age idea. You know, that's that's been an idea for what, the last, you know, 100 years, I guess. Um, and something that's really been elevated. But I think that that is almost being challenged at this point in time. And those sort of the the veil of these kind of illusions are being um, are being revealed in a lot of different ways. Wow. Thank you both so much for saying this, because I think that this is such a big reflection point for everybody to already start to, I guess, prepare around the full moon, because if there was a full moon that is going to be perfect about releasing old concepts and conditioning and programming around money, this one is going to be it. And Mm intuitively I think I lately have been doing this this training on on my lessons with my students um where I have been really getting people to question what are your beliefs around money and if it's okay with you two I'm gonna like two minutes break this down for people so then it's I guess it's gonna be kind of like a ceremony that everybody can do for themselves um Yeah. So like, you know, and we can do this with any sort of belief and programming and conditioning that we have, but when we really like just stop and analyze and look at what is it that you believe around money? And I break it down in four pieces. Start with the awareness, which is what become aware of what your thoughts are around money, what you believe, if it is evil, if it is good, if it brings abundance, if it brings scarcity, or what it is that you believe. Start with the awareness. Then number two is understanding. And once you've uh, 
figure out that awareness of what your beliefs are, bring it to and understand where did these beliefs get created? Who brought these beliefs into my mind? Which scenarios in my life? And typically it starts from childhood. I believe for women, it's the first 13 years. For men, it's the first 15 years, but it's really the first seven years of our lives um, that already go and create. We start to see, you know, as, as kids, we're so much monkey see, monkey do. So already start to then understand, wow, why do I believe that money is evil? Why do I believe that money brings abundance? Where did I see that or feel that or hear that? So that's number two, understanding. Number three is then the disassociation. And this comes with a lot of journaling and releasing and letting go and disassociating those beliefs to your being. Understand that those were programs and conditions that were just put inside of you as you were a child. It's not actually part of your being, of your identity, of who it is that you want to be because thanks to free will, we can choose to be whoever it is that we want to be. And so that is the part of then disassociation, writing that out and journaling and just realizing that that is not who you are. It's maybe just a part of what you have been programmed and then number four, and that's the last part, is now we can start with the reconditioning, the reprogramming. And that comes even through things like we always hear, oh, you know, make sure you do your affirmations every day. But sometimes they feel so fake because we haven't done the first three steps. And when mm. we first do the first three steps, then we can release and let go, re, uh, disassociate, and now we can reprogram and say, hey, I release that old belief and now I do believe that money is abundant. I do believe that I can attract wealth into my life. I do believe that believe that I am worth, um, you know, that I am worthy of all of the abundance, et cetera, et cetera. And you can go and recreate that. So um, I hope that helps and bring somebody some fun full moon rituals because um, we've been doing a lot of that within our teams and it's just been so beautiful to see the breakthroughs so this is just the perfect full moon for it you guys Corinne while you were saying that I like got these crazy downloads based off the illusion of the history of the American dream and as I was typing stuff you and I were typing like the same you were speaking I was typing the same words can I read this to you guys please yeah and then go go off um illusion piscean the history of american dream when did that develop was it after the great depression plagues migration to america who created this belief the idea the narrative of the american dream chasing the dollar gold standard no more gold standard media hollywood dollar slave system climb up the ladder inflate living comparison robbing of joy greed greed to the self disregarding authenticity disregarding spirit so I think we're seeing that collapse. Yeah. 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 And this, I mean, this um belief system, one of the one of the best people I think that does this is a lady called Lacey Phillips, and she has a brand called To Be Magnetic. And that's really her process. And there's actually a lot of neuroscience that backs that up because the age of, you know, zero to seven, our brain is actually like in theta state. 
And so that's when, you know, we are being programmed. So there, there is also, in terms of neuroplasticity, we can, you know, as an adult, we're not in theta state all the time, but as a child, you are. So you are literally being programmed what your view of the world is, what your view of people, you know, how you interact with the world. That's what's being built, those belief systems at that time. So you can go back and reprogram those. And I think it's also really useful when you identify a limiting belief of yours to go back and say, where did I pick that up? And whose yeah. voice am I hearing? And is is that voice still valid? You know, is it a voice of society? Is it a voice, you know, at school, familial programming? We get a lot of those sorts of things and just really, yeah, use this full moon energy to release those things that no longer serve you and um, realign and reprogram because you can create new neural pathways um, as an adult and really change your belief systems and and that's backed by neuroscience it's not just um you know some woo woo new age thing it's you know there's there is scientific backing behind that as well so it's really useful to do that and yeah i think that this is really a time when illusions we've held collectively illusions we've held personally are really we're, we're able to see them for what they are that they are illusions they're not something that's solid something that's fact necessarily um and and really it's it's what we've assigned the label of fact to them and um that's actually not a stagnant static thing just because it's the way something's always been or it's just what you know or how it is it doesn't mean that it's fact and like that's it if that's like a scenario for anyone listening like oh it I just am this way or oh it is just is this way because that's what my family believed oh it's just this way because that's what society says or the media says like go find an alternative answer just to back test your belief you know what I'm saying like if you really believe in something wholeheartedly like go look for reasons <laughs> like to like why why not you know what I'm saying I don't know yeah, yeah, absolutely. Reinforce the belief, those belief systems that you want. And I think as well, yeah. you know, to bring to bring Bitcoin into this is that, you know, there's so many, again, Alex, exactly what you said, just because something has been true for a really long time, doesn't mean that it's always going to be true. And I think that, you know, when when we think of Bitcoin, I think the first thing that people always say when you mention Bitcoin is like, oh, well, the government will never approve that. Oh, well, this is, you know, this is how this is. And it's like, yeah, okay, that that may be true now. It may have been true for the last hundred years, but just because it's been true for a really long time doesn't mean that that's always going to be true. And we are shifting and evolving at a really rapid rate. Um, you know, our financial system, a lot of different things are changing around us and um, we need to be open to that change, but also prepare our own nervous system, prepare our own mind to be able to hold new things and have the capacity to hold new things. And um, I think it's really fun and exciting. I love doing this kind of work. I love it. That was so beautiful. Wow. I can't wait for it to be the full moon because remember guys, we're not recording this on the full moon. And I'm like, wow, I really want it to be the full moon. I'm ready to like do the work. (laughs) <laughs> so beautiful I mean, 
you can also do it at any time, but then you can have that real release on the full moon. I think it's also, I loved Corinne that you said how, you know, sometimes with affirmations, they kind of feel fake and uncomfortable because I think there's been such a focus on like think positive, think positive, um, you know, stay in the vortex, all of those kind of things, um, <laughs> especially in like wellness world. But I think that you do also have to do the kind of dark world of like, well, how come my natural instinct is not positive in this area? Like, where did that come from? Where is that blocking me from just flowing in that positivity rather than a forced positivity, if that makes sense? So, um, yeah, I think it's it's cool to even just do that work at any time that you notice something like that come up. But then you can really use that full moon energy to just re to release it all. Yeah, but that's how we get through it. It's like if you only focus or you try and bypass it with positivity, you're doing your soul a disservice from evolving and you're just staying, you're going to stay stuck. So it's like, you know, what is the quote? Um, I said this in one of my therapy groups, yoga therapy groups this week. It's like the from the wound is where the light enters. You know, mm -hmm. from where we are wounded on a physical, mental, emotional, energetic, or spiritual level, like we actually have to go and be with that and sit with that and understand that and question it and witness what comes up because there's, there's transformation through that like cesspool of darkness that we want to avoid. And it's like the Scorpio placements in my chart like really do like that type of work and stuff but it's like it's not always all dark like you dark only exists because light exists and vice versa you know so that's how we get through to the other side is just we sit with it we that part of ourself just wants to be integrated understood and loved ultimately absolutely absolutely and I think you know I I think that is the human journey to be honest is that like when we incarnated, when we, you know, came into this world, into this body, we were this pure being. And as we've moved through the world, you know, we pick up different things. As I said, from society, from family, from schooling, from work, from, you know, all different sorts of things, pop culture, all of those different things. And I think that is our soul journey is to just gradually peel back those layers of programming and, you know, realign to our authentic being that, that we came into the earth as. And I think that's a life journey, a lifelong journey. Yeah. I wonder what we were doing in past lives together or when we were like up in the in the ethers and we're like, we're going to create this podcast. Aww, <laughs> that's so sweet. We're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, you know, with all this like kind of like self-reflection talk, I I always like to kind of look at retrogrades as moments of like, you know, it's kind of shaking things up and making you really relook at certain areas. And I'm noticing that we have a lot of planets in retrograde. We have Saturn in retrograde, Pluto in retrograde, and Neptune in retrograde so for that neptune is going retrograde on the 30th of june and that's all the way through we have it for like five months until like december 6th oh, my birthday. 
Oh, yay. Well, everything's going to realign again for your birthday. Love it. <laughs> eclipses, eclipses in October will be over. Um, yeah. And Neptune is like just bringing it back to like that planet of illusion because Neptune's rules mm-hmm. Pisces and it's in Pisces. So I I was just looking as well for Bitcoin specifically. It's going to be in the ninth house and the ninth house is in relation to foreign affairs. So I wonder if this is like going to, are more countries going to be like, oh yeah, like we need to get onto the bandwagon of Bitcoin because we're looking back and realizing like, damn, we should have done this earlier. Mm, Probably. Um, Like why would you not at this point? (laughs) I well, mean, that's obvious to us, right? We're like, duh. Well, there was a headline that I thought, I haven't looked deeply into it, so, but it just came to mind when you said that, that on the agenda for the BRICS Nation Summit is the potential, is they are looking at using Bitcoin, possibly using Bitcoin for international settlements. Mm-hmm. So I, as I said, I haven't researched how, serious that is or whether it's just you know somewhat that's an agenda that someone is wanting to bring to the table but um you know I just thought that was that was quite interesting as well because um you know as we've talked previously about there is you know the reserve currency is that it's always about you know all of this kind of de-dollarization and people saying well we're going to trade in our local currency it's actually very difficult for smaller countries to be able to be involved in that that's always been the usp of the dollar is that you can hold reserves in one currency and trade with i think at least 200 other countries whereas if it starts to become fragmented and people you know countries are trading in local currency these smaller countries need to hold reserves in multiple currencies and that isn't ideal for trade for them so looking at something that's like a common trading um trading currency whether the BRICS, there's obviously been talk that the BRICS will create their own trading currency possibly backed by gold and to use in their trading block i'm not saying that that's going to be the reserve currency of the world it may just be used within their trading block or something like bitcoin um so i just thought that was an interesting headline that i i noticed the other day that's super interesting. Wow. I just went to have a really quick look at the BRICS Nation. So I believe uh, the first uh, summit of BRICS Nation was on the 16th of June, 2009. Um, so that means that BRICS Sun is in Gemini. And mm-hmm. Gemini is actually an air sign. And air signs are going to be the most challenged during this Neptune retrograde. Oh goodness. No, anything is going to be linked to that um, with, you know, all of this. Um, But yeah. And good news if you're a water sign, because this is going to be amazing for you. So go our Cancer Scorpios and Pisces. You're going to love the Neptune retrograde, make the most of it. Um, But a challenging aspect for bricks now that could also be that you know they're gonna have some challenging decisions to make around this um and you know then the future isn't written in stone right like 
if they make the right decisions, then it could work out well for them or might fire back later on next time Neptune goes into retrograde or. Mm, and it's probably a mix of both generally. Right. Yeah. Cool. Fun times. Mm, yeah. We've got some interesting things coming up between the, um, the Capricorn full moon and the, the Cancer new moon. We also have, you know, July 10th, we have Mars moving into Virgo. So at the time of the, the full moon, we have um, both Mars and Venus still in Leo, which we discussed in our last episode. But Mars moving into Virgo, um, that transit lasts up until the 27th of August. And it's one that sort of brings together the ambitious power of Mars and the practical can-do energy of Virgo. So it's a really kind of like make shit happen energy. So it's a yeah. great time to focus on goals and take, you know, tangible, purposeful steps. And, um, you know, I think we can we can see that also in a couple of different aspects happening. Um, the, you know, with, um, you know, in terms of Bitcoin. And I think it's just going to be this, you know, slow and steady, confident moves. You know, it's not necessarily we've got. We'll talk about something else later that might be a bit more impulsive, but um, I think this kind of conscientious, purposeful moves forward is really good because this Mars energy sort of represents that dry energy, drive, and assertiveness, while Virgo is like practical, attention to detail, and efficient. So it's like attention to detail, methodical approach, work ethic, and efficiency. And really discerning decision making. So um, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I'm you took the words right out of my mouth. Like Virgo is get shit done. Like yeah. just get it done, go, won't stop until it does what it needs to do. I love it. And okay. like literally then the following day as well, we have Mercury moving into Leo. And um, you know, so that one lasts until the 28th of July. And that'll bring confidence, presence, and urge to express, um, you know, fully and openly, asking for what you want and deserve, and putting out new ideas and pictures. So it's a really good time to work, you know, with that expansion. And, um, you know, as we said before, you know, Mercury is communication, intellect, and flow of information. And, um so it, when it moves into Leo, it brings that dynamic, expressive energy. And it's, you know, Leo is associated with creativity, confidence, and self-expression. So when Mercury is in Leo, these qualities kind of combine and just create this period where you can, where you approach things with enthusiasm, charisma, and just flair for self-promotion. So, um, you know, I thought those were two really interesting, positive positive moves yeah they're they're really good energies um even for bitcoin at this point in time mm, very much yeah. very much and That's then of really course as we've spoken about in previous episodes um we've got that north node moving into aries on the 17th of july so um we've talked about that previously karina with the in terms of the 18.6 year cycle and that brings that kind of like more impulsive aspect to the to the forefront. 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting for those that haven't listened to it. Um, yeah, go and listen to the fourth, I believe, podcast where it's um where we talk about the 18.6 year cycle. And it's cool that it's happening the same day as the new moon. So we have both the new moon in Cancer as well as the North Node finally shifting out of Taurus, which has really slowed down the economy. Um, and shifting into Aries, which is a lot of ignition now. Ignition again. What's that? I'm so sorry. It's okay. I said ignition again. Oh, oh the 90s song. <laughs> oh my God, I hadn't even thought of that. What's okay? Maybe we're going to have to like close out the session with playing in ignition or something. I don't know. <laughs> please go on I did not mean to <laughs> no you're good I love it instead of uh going out with a meditation we're gonna go out with a little bit of R&B but anyway <laughs> so um it is an ignite energy it is a very fire energy we have to think about that Aries is the first sign of the zodiac so it literally takes things off. It's the start. It's the new. It's the fresh. But it's also a lot about me, me, me is the Aries energy. And it's also the sign of war. So that gives us a lot of like a lot of the the energy that's going to happen. Um, a lot of like innovations as well typically happen during, um, you know, any Aries energy. And I think it's also interesting to point out that then the south node, um, because even here, duality, where it is that we have the north node, then where is the south node? So the opposite of Aries, which is me, 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 we have Libra, which is about you, you, you. Um, so the south node, and if we look at it from a, a personal astrology perspective, the south node is like the shadow work. Um, and it's things that we have, it's kind of like past lives, if that's what you believe in. And it's like what you maybe have learned and also need to continue doing the work. Whereas the North node is like the new direction where it is that we are headed together. And I think especially as like a society, it's like, okay, where are the lessons that we need to head towards, um, but bringing it back to what that's going to mean for Bitcoin, um, I think this is really the time where it's going to start to take off. We're really going to see price continue upwards um, unless there is a big, big black swan event, which could happen. And if it is going to happen, my right now, I do feel it's going to be around that October eclipse period. But... Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. Um, and so I think it'll also be interesting to see because I don't know why this just like came to me. I'm like, Libra is peace, but then like mm -hmm. Aries is war. So I don't know if it's like, are we, yeah. I think that'll just be interesting to see in general what happens overall. What comes to me is like, okay, hello, wake up everybody. Decentralization is the solution and self like, responsibility of our money and our finances um and maybe that's what this lesson is going to be for society in general um but again in terms of bitcoin uh and the economy in general it's very positive 
except for friendly reminder, which we did speak about in that fourth episode, this is going to be where a lot of fake money flows in. And we look at Aries around money. Aries does tend to have some greed, let's say, around money. So it's like kind of that, like, let me make it in any way that I can, right? Mm. Um, That's the energy around that. And so that also aligns perfectly with the, okay, we have really these two years up until potentially 2025, 2026, 2027, where there's going to be a big influx of money. And the last thing I'll add there is that the timing is perfect for the release of Fed now. Mm. In- yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you were saying like taking responsibility for money, I think you mentioned that sometime in the past five minutes, like people waking up to that. It's like the also like the dual nature of the universe. The other side of that is like, kind of what I was texting you about before is like we're seeing that's the other side of it the people like the majority of society at least not majority mm, split have been just so harmed or hurt by like the chemical revolution on so many levels that they don't want to think for themselves right like they're just they don't know how to think for themselves and I don't want to go too far into that um but like big ag big pharma like uh, big air at this point with the whatever stuff sprayed in the air how you could go do your own research on that but it's like it's introducing the the ai and the fed now and it's like people almost not caring about their money anymore and so this is do you get what i'm how, how i'm trying to connect the dots here i might be sounding a little tired but does this make sense yeah, well, I think the the North Node sort of represents the path of growth and development, whereas the South mm-hmm. Node is like past experience and patterns that also need to be released. So Aries mm-hmm. is the Aries North Node is like urging people to embrace their independence, take initiative, and lean into and cultivate assertiveness. Yes. Whereas the South Node in Libra is sort of like showing us this need to release like an over-reliance on partnerships or the collective external validation and you know and things like that in decision making and I I do think we are going through this period where it's you know I I came to this sort of realization that like wow a, a lot of the collective really wants someone to tell them what to do and what to think yes you yes. know and so this south node in Libra is really letting us know hey you need to let that go and move into this North Node independent um, initiative of, of Aries. But there's also this balance with the North Node and um, Aries and the South Node and Libra. There's really an emphasis on finding balance between individuality and partnerships, assertiveness and diplomacy, self-interest and collaboration. And, you know, you, in, you, Corinne, you said, mentioned war as well. I think we're going to see that on a sort of, nation state level as well is finding this balance between individuality um and independence and you know partnerships in the collective assertiveness versus diplomacy self-interest versus collaboration i think we'll see that play out a lot sort of at a nation state level as well as within our own lives of course yeah i love that that was beautifully put together yes yes yeah 
really interesting times I had. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't, I can't wait for the future, but I'm trying to enjoy the, pre the present too. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So yeah. we create the future. The present is what creates the future. Yes. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, and decisions of today create the future. Yeah. And it is sort of like in, in aligning that, like, you know, holding that vision for the future that you want to see in the future and making sure that our present day actions align with that, with that future. Um, yeah. And uh, looking, um, I think this is the last kind of thing to touch on. Then let me know if we've missed anything else. The new moon in Cancer specifically for Bitcoin. Um, I was just looking at the natal chart and uh, some of the transits rather that are happening on that 17th of July specifically for Bitcoin. Um, it's it's kind of like, I, I hate to circle back, but actually good to circle back that it really brings it back to like, it's this whole like, don't get too carried away with your imagination. It's a time to test your connection with reality. And this is with Uranus actually going square the natal Neptune of Bitcoin. Um, we also have some interesting things with, you know, speaking of North Node, uh, Jupiter is going square the natal node or uh, the natal North Node of Bitcoin. So here it's really around, you know, more tests of the values, the morals and the ideas. Uh, watch out for a tendency to jump to decisions before you've gathered the finer points and details. Um, mm. And again, then bringing it back to like Bitcoin really is a reflection of human consciousness. It kind of like comes back to us. Like, what is it that, that we're going to choose? Um, and there's a lot of interesting astrology, but maybe just to give one more key thing, um, is that then let's look at Jupiter because Jupiter obviously is a key planet of, of finances and abundance, um, specifically for Bitcoin. We have Pluto, which is conjunct the natal Jupiter. Um, so this is a really positive thing where it's like, you can achieve everything that you want but just be careful to not achieve that success at the expense of others. Otherwise yeah. will ultimately fail. Um, yeah. And also the Neptune, Neptune is trying the natal Jupiter as well. So we have Pluto conjunct the natal Jupiter and also Neptune trying natal Jupiter. And here again, Neptune bringing it back to, it's just a really great time to expand your views on spirituality and faith. So a lot of reoccurring themes. Um, and I think that, again, it's not really Bitcoin under the test. It's we're being put to the test around what Bitcoin is or what we believe Bitcoin to be. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Bitcoin is one of those interesting things that sort of holds a mirror in a way because it's sort of, you know, Bitcoin as a, as a monetary system, this is why it is a, it's just a better monetary system than we have. Like that's just a fact. And obviously it requires adoption and other people to believe in, in that too. 
Um, so I'm I'm not saying it's a done deal, but the the sort of fundamentals and the technology of Bitcoin is just better than our existing system and what we have. But um, it does sort of mirror back to us our own beliefs of um, you know aligning to truth because Bitcoin is basically verifiable truth um, when it comes to money, and I think. You know, we, that tends to bring out in people, individuals, institutions and things like that, um, you know, maybe governments or power structures that don't really want to align to verifiable truth. That doesn't really suit, that doesn't align with their interests. So um, I think that that's sort of an interesting reflection of that as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think just as well, what, what came to mind when you were saying that was just, you know, we've obviously had a lot of this news with BlackRock launching their ETF or wanting to launch their ETF. And, um, you know, that's okay. It's an avenue for institutions to be able to invest in Bitcoin. But it also does sort of miss the point of holding Bitcoin, you know, and back to that sort of self-custody aspect as well um so for an individual like yes okay blackrock has this etf instead you know there will be a lot of people that are just like well why would i bother buying bitcoin you know i can just you know go through my broker and they can do it for me it's again that personal responsibility of know that there is a difference to buying um bitcoin through an etf you're only really capturing that you know move in us dollar value Whereas, um, you know, I, I personally think that what the real value of Bitcoin is that you can self-custody it yourself. So I think there will be a lot of people that lose sight of that, that sacrifice that element of sovereignty that Bitcoin gives to be able yeah. for the sake of convenience. And it's like, oh, well, I can just get my broker to do that now. No, that's that old system. Like that's mm -hmm. that old mm -hmm. view of just care, like not being in charge of your finances but not wanting that's the capper pluto and capricorn and i already know people who are i know people who are already holding that view um of a client of mine and i explained it to him over and over again this is you want to be able to hold your own bitcoin that's that's the whole point oh my my grayscale etf is gonna do me so well okay i hope it does yeah, yeah, because still looking through the lens of like pricing everything in US dollars. Yes, yes, yeah, that exactly. Whereas Bitcoin really, you know, that's, wow, that is the illusion. Mm -hmm. The illusion is that we are still comparing Bitcoin to what it is worth in US dollars, but one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. One Satoshi equals one Satoshi period that is it and that's i feel like saying that's the trap like wow. yeah, that is the trap that we continue to compare it to fiat mm -hmm. fiat is it's already proven to be a failing system we've got to transform we've got to shift and yeah again free will but what a more perfect time than the full moon in Capricorn and this last 
Pluto and Capricorn period to just mm -hmm. really dive into this information, really learn and understand real ownership, sovereignty, but really just being in, in full custody of what is your energy, your finances are your energy, and where it is that you are storing that and who's actually in ownership of it. I encourage you to really go and evaluate all of what it is that you believe are your assets and what actually are your assets that no one can take away from you. And just going to throw that out there, seeing as Mars is still in Leo and this is a big thing for real estate, do you actually own your real estate? <laughs> Food for thought for everybody there as well. What do you actually own? Because... Oh, we all stop know. Paying, stop paying your property taxes and you will soon find out who really owns your real estate. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> all I'm, all, all I'm going to just leave off there is, you know, there is, and this is not us making this up, it is no conspiracy. Go yeah. and have a look at the World Economic Forum by 2030. I think they even shifted it earlier now. You will own and you will be happy will you be happy what are your beliefs around this you know again free will but i think bitcoin really has come in to awaken us to this has been the illusion that you actually own things but mm. do you really? yeah mm. i think there's, there's another illusion i just want to bring to the fore as we kind of close on this as well i just think it's the perfect time since you mentioned it you know, because Bitcoin is a fixed asset. And I think that we're really, you know, I came to the conclusion that I was missing the point. If I'm only viewing Bitcoin through um, its value in US dollar terms, you know, and I understand why we do that. Our entire world is denominated in US dollars, basically. But it's not really a great measure because it's it's not a fixed supply asset itself. It's not a fixed asset itself. And the reality is, is that one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. And actually, everything is depreciating against Bitcoin, especially as nearly every fiat currency in the world is being debased. And like there's, I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day, but like when you look at different things, like, you know, everybody's heard of the Bitcoin pizza was the first transaction ever to be conducted on Bit with Bitcoin. And People sort of laugh and go, oh, my God, that guy must really regret it. You know, he spent 10,000 Bitcoin on two pizzas. And um, mm -hmm. he doesn't regret it because, he, you know, it's the first ever transaction using Bitcoin. And I'm sure he had, I'm sure he didn't spend his last 10,000 Bitcoin on two pizzas. So he's probably doing fine. But really, the real loser in that story to me is actually Domino's. Like, if you think about it, in less than a decade, Domino's product, I think it was a Domino's pizza that he, he, you know, he, he bought two Domino's pizzas. Now you can buy two Domino's pizzas with less than 10,000 Satoshis. So their product has depreciated against Bitcoin by 100,000 X Whoa. in less than a decade. So when you apply that to everything, so it's not necessarily like, oh, wow, Bitcoin's going up. It's like, no, actually currencies are being debased and everything is depreciating against bitcoin 
so true. <laughs> Such a different perspective, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the it's the illusion of the of the current system, right? Because we can, you know, we 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 value things in what we can buy with them. Like in terms of money, it's like when we think about when people want more U.S. dollars, it's because they want to buy more things that are priced in U.S. dollars. But yeah. um, you know, a lot of these assets that look like they've gone gone up you know i watched um that thing with raul paul i've watched a couple of things and he he's talking about his everything code thesis and he's saying you know it is a bit of an optical illusion again there's that word again illusion that like mm -hmm. asset prices in terms of housing the s p have all increased exponentially but that's only when you're denominating it in dollars if you look at it against the fed balance sheet everything's actually stayed flat so those fixed assets like real estate and things like that have done a good job of protecting you from debasement, but they haven't actually really increased your wealth. So um, that's also just an interesting way to view things. It's helpful in these times to, again, what are the illusions that I'm buying into, you know, um, and looking at things from a different perspective. All I can say to that is happily, happy journaling every <laughs> yeah. uh, journaling. Happy full moon, happy cancer season. Mm. And one of the things as well, being in cancer season, I think it's the perfect time that we sort of talked about this work of looking at our limiting beliefs because our emotions are also a really important part of that, of not denying the emotions that come up around that. You know, sometimes when we're looking and analyzing illusions that we've, you know, believed for our whole lives or something like that, it can make us feel really angry. It can make us feel really sad, defeated. And it's like, during this cancer season, allow yourself to really feel all the feels and release, you know, allow those emotions to move through your body and be transmuted because you know that is that also is a block when we when we suppress our emotions and we deny ourselves the the ability to feel and let them pass through us yeah yes Absolutely. Absolutely. flow 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 yeah beautiful speaking of flow i think we have a going out song <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> no, no, we're. I don't do this, but uh, <laughs> go ahead on break them off with a little piggy. I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my next is cool. That's why I'm hoping you grill. Trying to get you to oh, you must be a ball. The way you got me playing the field, so baby, give me that. Come on, let me give you that. Come on, oh my god, happy full moon, everyone! Happy full moon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bitcoin Zodiac podcast. We hope that our discussions about cryptocurrency, trading, the faces of the moon, and spirituality have inspired you to explore these topics further. As always, DYOR, do your own research. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will continue to dive deeper and build off of these perception expanding topics. Remember, whatever your beliefs may be, we all have something to learn from each other. 
So stay curious, stay open-minded, and keep exploring the world of Bitcoin and astrology. Until next time, these are your hosts signing off. May the stars align in your favor and your Bitcoin investments prosper. Peace and love and Bitcoin. Namaste.